Welcome to the Dead Serial Podcast. I'm your host, LJ. This is the third Halloween special of the series. I'll be joined once again with my co-host, Joe Limbaugh, host of the Film School YouTube channel. He's a good buddy of mine. We've done this twice. Really looking forward to a third go. With everything going on in the world and our country right now, I hope everybody's doing well. Looking after one another. Do no harm. Take no shit. And without further ado... Joe, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, my friend. Cheers. And cheers to you. It's our, our third our third get down. We're I know. Tossing up five more clips of a piece, but you as co-host set some boundaries and we're doing only movies from the two thousands. Yeah, well, I, I listened to our previous episodes, and, and then the last, one, the one from last year, I talk about how next year there's some movies I'm going to talk about, like Fearless Vampire Killers. Right, right, right. But then we just decided, you know, let's switch the format up, and we mostly talked about movies from the 60s through the 90s. Classics. So, yeah, classics. Yeah. So I figured, what about the last one? Sentimental flicks. I, I don't think that there was Reviews. a single film that was, you know, from the 2000s in the last two episodes. And there have been some... Well, really fuck good. You one. guys, happy Halloween! Well, well, holy shit! Uh, uh, how fucking rude of us! <laughs> Our special guest, co-host of the Film School YouTube channel, Chris, is in the house. Chris, happy Halloween, guys! Salut. Salut. Salut! That was weak. Uh, I'm the only one with my a whiskey glass, uh, apparently. <laughs> All right, Chris, you're here. Welcome. Halloween special. It's good to be and, here. Uh, Thank you. I believe it's been two. Like it's already October. 2020. What the hell? 2020 itself could be a horror movie marathon. Oh, it is. It's been a total horror movie. <laughs> this has probably been the longest year ever. And every but, month, but is it's a gone year. by so quickly. I think, I think we're on what the 12th, yeah. the 12th level of Jumanji. Now? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, we're Here in the 12th we level of hell. <laughs> Here's the thing. Purgatory. Man. Yeah. No, it's parallel totally, reality. And now we got the first snowfall before Halloween. That hasn't happened in like six years, man. That's terrible. bullshit. Oh, it's colder and it's a horse heart out there right now. This is bullshit. <laughs> All right, staying on track. <laughs> All right. My we got to focus. No, Chris, welcome. This is good. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, dropping this just on the eve of the Halloween weekend for 2020. Perfect time for listening. It's going to be uh, a good time, I hope. Joe, you're, you picked this first movie. How do you want to do it? Do you want to announce the movie or just jump into the clip? Let's jump into the clip. And then, and then we'll announce we'll, titles we'll see, after. We'll see if anybody out there can figure this one out. I like that for the format moving forward. Chris, do you agree? I do. Very All right, let's so. do it. Let's do Check it. out this first clip. We'll be right back. I know who you are. I know what you think you're doing. You don't want to get hurt. Keep your mouth shut. Don't move a fucking muscle. The chimps are infected. They're... They're highly contagious. They've been given an inhibitor. Infected with what? In order to cure, you must first understand. Infected with what? Rage. What the fuck is talking about? Get the cages open. No, no, no. Listen, you sick bastard. We're going and we're taking your torture victims with us. We're going to get you out of here. Listen, the animals are contagious. The infection is in their blood and saliva. One bite. Stop. Stop. You've no idea.
course was uh, Danny Boyle's 2002 uh, pandemic zombie-ish horror thriller 28 Days Later. Zombie, zombie-ish, yeah. I think we agree they were zombies, right? Well... I mean, not like <laughs> raised from the dead zombies, They're but, fast zombies. Yeah. Well, but so were Return of the Living Dead zombies. But, I mean, zombie movie purists have argued with me that it's technically not a zombie movie. Well, technically, George Romero's zombie movies aren't zombie movies either in the sense that the He term, didn't call them zombies, right? Well, he called them ghouls, but the term zombie goes back to, you know, voodoo, Haitian-like... We're not getting Magic, into this, you know, like the whole We're coming idea. up on a blue moon, full moon, Halloween. Let's not go too. I'm crazy just saying, with the traditionally, and George Romero has done this in Creepshow, like two stories of, with traditional zombies. Traditionally, zombies are a single being that rose from the grave to seek revenge, or were called back from the grave to do the bidding of somebody else. Right. George Romero kind of reinvented, and I think 28 days later took the fear of. of viral disease which is a very real thing obviously yeah and Especially mixed right it in with the zombie <laughs> very fitting for uh, yeah very so. much that's why I need to watch it because uh, my scary movie month uh, this year is the pandemic edition of course and there hasn't been a single <laughs> pandemic movie unless you count vampirism but um you know what I mean? Like, it has all the tropes of a zombie movie. So to me, it, it is absolutely a zombie movie. Does. It's just a, with a twist. Yeah. It's, you know, a Danny Boyle film. He did Train Spotting, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. He's done a, a ton of other movies. Um, we got John Murphy doing the score, and I like his score. We got uh, Murphy, yeah. Alex Garland uh, wrote this thing. He also, you know, wrote and directed Ex Machina, Annihilation, and, and has scripted from 28 Days Later, uh, well, from the beach on through, like, what... Sunshine uh, mm-hmm. scripted yeah. uh, Danny Boyle's films. And who is the cinematographer, Chris? Uh, Anthony Dodd Mantle. And what else has he done? Most of Danny Boyle's films? Yeah, he did Slumdog Millionaire. I think he, I think he actually won an Academy Award for it. Mm-hmm. He worked with Ron Howard on Rush, that the uh, racing, the with, racing with, with one uh, of the Chris's. Yeah, Chris Ford. Hemsworth. <laughs> yep. the good Hemsworth. No offense. So, but yeah. <laughs> No, I personally, uh, 20 Days Later, that's why I love it so much, is because it is a zombie movie for the 21st century. For its time, it was extremely modern. Mm-hmm. The zombies made more sense in yeah. that, that time frame in the early 2000s. And the way it was shot. And the know, speed. It's, it's one of the first films uh, the rage shot completely is digital. Not crazy. the first, but one of the first. It's got that really rapid fire editing that's almost like, uh, you know, most of the violent scenes are almost like the shower scene in Hitchcock it's more like a montage where you do see some of the gore but it's more I think in the editing right you see right. more than it's actually there and I saw it up at Sundance uh, 2003 and middle of the night last showing of the festival you know for that movie midnight showing snowing got lost in because we walked to the theater and then got lost on the way out and everything was kind of closed down and it was creepy and yeah, the whole movie just really like affected me. That was probably the first <laughs> horror movie that had scared me in years. Um, in terms of like compared to I, what? I don't think I jumped or anything, but well, I mean, when you say scared, like uh, like actually the thing affected my dreams. Yeah, like like yeah. horror movies that actually gave me nightmares. And that, I don't I don't know if it gave me nightmares, but I think for like three nights afterwards, every one of my dreams were like, "What do I do in a situation like that?" When they when they come out at night you know like do you board up your house try and fortify and secure yourself or do you go out hunting them like i am legend or something or do you just take the fuck off so you know probably not what you do in the walking dead which is just kind of wander through the same damn area <laughs> you try and get the hell out of it but uh, oh move, speaking of the walking go. dead uh, or 28 days later i thought it was hilarious that danny boyle gave um 
the guys, not the comic book The Walking Dead, but the TV show, Frank Durban and all those guys shed for the fact that Rick wakes up and it's after, you know, the infestation or whatever, the epidemic, yeah. he's wandering through the hospital alone. But it's funny because Danny Boyle and Alex Garland got that from a book called uh, The Day of the Triffids by so John So they Whitman, felt like The Walking Dead as well. TV show was ripping off their I think it was in jest. I think it was later. in jest, but it's like, yeah, but you they, guys all borrowed but from one another. everything, I mean, George Lucas, right? Right. Borrowing the oh, power God, of myth so much of, Joseph Campbell, so much of Star Wars the hero's journey. Dune, so, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I think it's Everybody great. should gain inspiration from one another, but... Yeah, I picked that uh, one wait. first because it starts off the sort of millennium in 2002, you know, so that's the like earliest film. I like film. that, dude. We'll and the 2002 Utah Olympics. Would you say this movie kind of brought back the zombie genre? You know what? I would say it was right on the cusp because uh, Resident Evil, because by the time it came out in the United States, Resident Evil had already, Paul, Paul Tom, or uh, Pete, Paul W.S. Anderson's right. uh, Resident Evil movie had already come out. So it was kind of like, I think those two movies are really what kicked it off because the first Resident Evil movie is actually a, a horror film that I like, a zombie movie that I like. Not so much the sequels per se. No, the first I first one's the first good, one, yeah. and that almost made this list. This was a tough one because I had to think about it all was a tough one for me. Horror movies the last me. twenty years that I love, right? Movies only yeah, from the two thousand. There's a lot. Yeah. Sure. So I think those two were instrumental, and then suddenly had you know Shaun of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Day of oh, the Dead. Oh, we're blah, getting blah, ahead blah. of ourselves here. Yeah. This, this was, we've got. Was this Cillian Murphy's kind of like? This was first his movie, or I think not it, his first it was movie, the but it was first, first movie I actually took note of him. Yeah, as first an actor movie that kind of went global. He killed it. Him. He, would, I mean, this yeah. whole cast kills him. And yeah. twenty-eight days later, yeah, yeah it's amazing. Dude. And Chris Eccleston's in there. Just, yep. just two and a half years before he became the Ninth Doctor, and, With, and, Doctor he, and his whole motive is so fucking twi- like you yeah. think the story's yeah. twisted alone, and then you yeah. introduce those soldiers led by him and that character. And then you got is Bren- nuts. Brendan Gleeson too. Yeah, yeah, and uh, um, oh my gosh. Uh, What's uh, Naomi, not Naomi Watts. Not um, Naomi Watts. Is it uh, Naomi Harris, who is also in the new, she's Selena. the new Money Penny, or sorry, Selena Harris. She's the new, she oh, that's the new right. Money, Money Penny. Penny. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay. Daniel she, Craig, she, James Prior Paul to 20 movies. Days Later, in the early 90s, she was on the uh, Nickelodeon revamp of The Tomorrow People, which was an old 70s British sci-fi series that I'm a fan of. So I was really surprised to see her, and boy, does she look great in this movie. She's just gorgeous, <laughs> but that's all other story. Right? No, it's a, it's an awesome movie. Awesome movie. Yes. But we have a lot of movies to go over. Georgie. What a nice boat. Do you want it back? Um, yes, please. You look like a nice boy. I bet you have a lot of friends. Three. But my brother's my best ass. Where's he? In bed. Sick. I bet I could cheer him up. I'll give him a balloon. Do you want a balloon too, Georgie? I'm not supposed to take stuff from strangers. Oh, well, I'm Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Pennywise? Yes, meet Georgie. Georgie, meet Pennywise. (laughs) Now we aren't strangers, are we? What are you doing in the sewer? A storm blew me away. Blew the whole circus away. 
Can you smell the circus, Georgie? There's peanuts, cotton candy, hot dogs, and... Popcorn? Popcorn! Is that your favorite? Uh-huh. I do! <laughs> because they pop. <laughs> pop, 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 pop. <laughs> All right, 2017, it, uh, Andy Muschietti yeah, yeah. is the director, right? Yeah. Bill Skarsgård, amazing Pennywise. Yeah. So you totally threw a curveball. The movies from the 2000s only, and, and I had to go to this first because I think it's the movie from the 2000s on in this genre that I appreciate the most. Okay. And I probably give the 2018 Halloween a second place. Gotcha. Um, I don't. I don't know if the shape's going to show up this year or not. We yeah, had six yeah. degrees of the shape. Well, you know what we talked about. And then Halloween yeah. Kills gets fucking delayed. Yeah, we, we talked about Halloween 2018. Last everything year. got delayed. What are you talking about? Everything Wonder, Wonder Woman did not. Wonder we Woman, got Tenet. Wonder Woman 84 is still on the slate for December 25th. So, uh, but yeah, I love this book. It's, I love this story. Love the story. Love the 90s miniseries. Yeah, and I, I had to go with it. I had to. No, throw Pennywise in there. It's a really good, good adaptation. It's a good choice, buddy. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the chapter one for sure. Yeah, Definitely. fucking great. It's a good cast. Classic, like, it just has that classic boys' classic adventure turn, 80s turned uh, horror film. film. Yeah. I haven't read the book. Monster Squad meets the Goonies. I haven't read the book. Is it pretty faithful to the book? Hmm. It's, uh, it's streamlined a bit, but yeah, yeah, streamlined. That's a good way to put it. I mean, well, a little bit more faithful in the miniseries. The book, like a thousand pages or something. Like yeah, it's, it's an intense. It's pretty big chunk yeah. to get through, so, even I mean, on Audible. I mean, you can't get every. Obviously, can't get the whole fucking book in there, but you know. no, I mean, it would have to be something as short as The Hobbit. But I I mean, then you'd have to make three a, movies out of it. A lot of the undertones carried through the novel, yeah, and the miniseries and the movie, the critical ones. They did kind of screw us on the turtle. Yeah, I was going to say they left out the bigger in, Stephen in King connections. Yeah. But you know yeah. what? That's okay because the studio, what is it, Warner Brothers? They don't have like the license the full rights to every to Stephen King, King story universe, that's connected. Right? Yeah, exactly. So that's okay. That's that's stuff that would almost be fan service. And what you really don't want in a movie like that is fan service. Just tell the story. You know? Right. Make it good. But we all knew it was going to be split into two chapters. So that was kind of cool. We knew like, like the miniseries, you were going to have the young kids and then the adults. You know? Yeah. So. And it was nice how the chapter two, which we might touch base on later. Hmm. Spoilers? Maybe, maybe not. Uh -huh. Who can tell? I, I, I would love a super cut of it. Chapter one and two. Just give me a three and a half hour. Like a director's cut. cut. Director's cut that more has the flow of put, put, the mini put together. series. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where it the whole thing is a flashback well, between idea. them as adults and kids and give us more content and more fucking pennywise. Right. So uh, I agree and the with losers Tarantino club, took, let's do this. Took the hateful eight and turned it into a mini series on Netflix. Yeah. I would I would watch it if it was like a the movie, but with with a lot of other scenes that I'm sure that they shot. That Hateful Eight cut on Netflix is amazing. It's badass. It's yeah. amazing. And it's longer than the Roadshow engagement version, too. So, Well, you know, why didn't he release the whole bloody affair? Kill Bill. Mm. It's going to be one fucking Yeah, day. Maybe he will happen. after they do 
Is Who knows? What's it going to be? Narrow release. Kill way. Black Mamba Volume One. I thought it was, thought it was the, Kill the Bride. Kill the Bride. Is that going to be it? <laughs> I doubt it. Volume One. But back on track. Back again. on track, guys. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> So no, yeah, you threw me a curveball. My gut I really said feel I like had to go with it. It's only so three years it. old, and I do feel like it's a classic horror movie. Yeah, you know? so no, well said. Good choice. Fuck yeah! All right, we're gonna jump into one of yours. Oh shit! What? Oh no! Here we Where go. are we going? Oh Where wait! Are we going with this I know. One? Let's see if you do. Uh, that's you, audience listeners. Yeah. Throw out a throw out a clip real quick. Right. We take Pete's car. We drive over to Mum's. We go in. We'll take care of Philip. I'm so sorry, Philip. Then we grab Mum, we go over to Liz's place, pull up, have a cup of tea, and wait for all this to blow over. Why have we got to go to Liz's? Because we do. She dumped you. I have to know if she's all right. Why? Because I love her. All right, gay. I'm not staying there, though. Why not? If we hole up, I want to be somewhere familiar, I want to know where the exits are, and I want to be allowed to smoke. Okay. Take Pete's car, go round Mum's, go in, deal with Philip. Sorry, Philip. Grab Mum, go to Liz's, pick her up, bring her back here, have a cup of tea, and wait for all this to blow over. Perfect. No, 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 wait, we can't bring her back here. Why not? Well, it's not exactly safe, is it? Mm, yeah. The state of it. Where's safe? Where's familiar? Where can I smoke? Take car, go to Mum's, kill Phil. Sorry. Grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! It is vital that you stay in your homes, make no attempt to reach loved ones, and avoid all physical contact with the assailants. Do you believe everything you hear on TV? Okay. Okay. So I just I got I got to tell you right now. Like, not only is this uh, one of my favorite, uh, like Halloween themed movies. Technically, it's not a horror movie. It's a comedy that happens to have horror elements. Sort of the what we Which talked counts. about that in American counts, Werewolf. Hundred percent. Right? Like sure. we talked about American Werewolf in London. Yeah. How that's Once bitten, horror Jim movie Carrey. Was a comedy. What was that? But that's definitely comedy. Lauren Hutt. Eighty-seven. Yeah. Eighty-seven. But this anyway, this Sorry. movie right here is one of my all-time favorite goddamn movies of all time ever. I was already a huge fan of Edgar Wright and Simon, and Simon Pegg and Nick yeah. Frost and Jessica Hines Stevens from their show Spaced. If you haven't okay. seen Spaced, check that shit out. Even Tarantino is a fan. You, you gotta love it. And then and then you got um, the whole idea of doing a, a zombie movie with all the sort of cliches of a zombie movie, but really turning <laughs> it on its head and making it funny, but still having the gore and all the references and everything. I was lucky enough because this movie came out in the UK like six months, seven months before it came out in the US. I was lucky enough to have a friend who pirated the UK DVD <laughs> simply because we were fans of space. Watch it. Like, we gotta watch this. And nice. Of course, don't worry. Once it came out, I paid to see it in the theater like three times. Yeah, I bought it on DVD, Blu-ray. I'm gonna get exactly. it on 4K. So like, they're getting their money. Digital. Don't well, sue me, Simon Pegg. I've You're always, getting your money. I've always said the best part about this movie, Shaun of the Dead, for me is the beginning, and everybody's oh, already perfect. fucking zombies. 
Yeah, well, on the second day, you know I mean, they're not yeah. infected. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But they're staring at their phone, the mundane kid with the soccer yep. ball. Working their People retail going job, to yeah. work, hating their job, yeah. going home, and just well, you know, you going can, through it like a fucking zombie. You can relate to the characters for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right out the gate. Right. Well, <laughs> I feel you. I've brother. always felt that Simon Pegg was kind of like a soul brother, you know, like, I don't know, but like, Felt like you know if I had when I met him if we'd had the chance to really converse we probably would have had an interesting well, conversation a couple movies. Last. oh yeah dude we, I'd be totally working with him. it's kind of like when he said uh, when he got the call you know he made a joke about it's not like Hollywood's gonna call him to do a Mission Impossible movie and then he got called to do a Mission Impossible it's not like Simon Pegg would uh, ever like you know help produce a movie or anything. Okay, I'm just waiting for him to call me. Well, now now he's doing two more Mission Impossible movies, correct? That's right. And hopefully we might still get one more Star Star Trek. Trek. I hope so. But no, this movie, this launched Edgar Wright's career, and I think he he is one of the most brilliant comedic directors uh, out there because he really uses the, the medium of audio visual to tell his gags and he's doing it better than just about anybody else and I love all of his subsequent movies Hot Fuzz uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World World's End <laughs> Baby Driver and I am waiting for his latest I still film need to, to see Baby out. Driver it's good latest it's really film good. to come out it, I, yeah, I don't know what you the title Baby Driver no oh, you need to check it out yeah, yeah it's good. No, really I want to see it my, it's in my top five favorite card chases of all time sound, but that's a whole five? well the soundtrack yeah. alone is it's awesome. worth it yeah so I might, have, I might have spoiled a little bit of the soundtrack for myself already. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. I follow Edgar Wright on IG. And he, when Dame Diana Rigg just passed away a few weeks back, uh, from, from, she was on Game of Thrones, Mrs. Peel from the British TV series right. Avengers, huge fan. Bond Girl, Game right? Uh, Bond Girl, Honor Majesty's Secret mm-hmm. Service, favorite Bond movie, the only one with George Lazenby. Anyways, she, <laughs> he did a, her last Rest film was with power, Edgar Wright. Queen. So I'm excited to see what this film's going to be like. Because I love the way Edgar Wright will use established British. British actors who are not necessarily known for comedy at the time. Timothy Dalton, Hot Fuzz, Bill Nighy, and Shaun of the Dead. Nice. You know what I mean? Gets all these people together. And yeah, I like how he kind of has a repertory cast, kind of like your Tim Burton and your, your Cohen brothers. and Bill Nighy, the science guy? Bill Nighy, the science guy. Nice. The one from Love Actually. <laughs> I love this and movie. The world. Hey, yeah, like, yeah. And we should be Wish ashamed of ourselves go. for bringing up a goddamn Christmas movie and a Halloween special. It's the but Nightmare he Before Christmas. Is, no, Nightmare Before Christmas <laughs> is a Christmas actually. movie. I know, but, but it's Love like, actually, oh, come on. His role is a rock Work star who sings the shitty Christmas song. <laughs> and like, every door opens. That's it's right. top number one on all the charts. <laughs> hey. And he's just there drunk with his shirt open. And like, then he talks shit. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's no, a but, terrible song. You know? No, but, and then Rick from Walking Dead is in it as well. That's, That's right. right. All right. Haven't seen Shaun of the Dead. Do yourself a favor. You may not consider it a horror film. It is definitely a comedy, but it has the. It's a comedy horror film. Not a horror comedy, but a comedy horror film. And he pays, you know, he pays a lot of homage, you know. Oh God, homage to a lot of. Let's let's put it this way: George Romero was such a fan that he put a cameo of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in the next movie we're going to go to a clip to. No, no, not the next one. That's right. He put it in. It was George Romero's Land of the Dead, not the next oh, one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I so forget let me, about Land of the Dead. 
I think I've only seen that movie one it's time good. in its, it's entirety. It's not bad. It's I not just, bad. It's not I just terrible. Picked up the Screen Factory edition. It's, it, in my opinion, it's George Romero's last really good zombie movie because Diary and Survival of the Dead are not I, that great. I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah, for, sure. for me, it's night, dawn, day, land, and then after I don't watch the other two. No offense, George. I'd rather watch the Dark Half or Creep Show. <laughs> Please or, don't roll over in your grave, bud. Or, or Monkey good. Shines or Night Riders. Or crazies or season of the witch because you're a legend. All right, moving on. Zack Snyder's 2004 Dawn of the Dead. It's a good nice. choice. Yep. Good choice. I practice that. I hope it. I hope it came out. Sounded professional. Right. Excellent. Uh, I felt this this complimented Shaun of the Dead. Oh yeah. Brilliantly. They both came out in the same year too. But yes. the beginning, that opening scene with her getting out of her fucking suburban neighborhood, right. and, every, Holly, and yeah. shit is just coming apart. Yeah. And where it goes to almost zero dialogue. But she turns on the radio, just harkens to the original Night of the Living Dead when they're watching the right. TV, getting the news reports. But now you're seeing it in what would have been there in HD? It wasn't 4K. No, no, not at the time. I don't even think that. I mean, that was 2004. I mean, it wasn't 720. 7, probably was 720 is the best. Yeah. And it looked phenomenal. You're like, oh, holy yeah. shit, this yeah. is a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. You know, that was, you know, directed by Zack Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. Before apparently he became the big DC auteur. <laughs> right. The Snyder Cut. The Snyder, Snyder Cut. We Snyder did it. We did bring it. Jared Leto back. We did yeah, it. that's cool. You know who else is coming back? Bat Flat. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Anyways, Bat Flat. Well, I don't Scary have a problem. Scary movie month, so, right? Yes. So, so this Halloween. Chris and I both have the Screen Factory edition Blu-ray of this, which has the director's cut, which was also on the DVD as well. Nice. Know? But it, in fact, it has most of the same special features, but it's got really cool artwork. Who is that by the CPR group or the CRP group, or is it? I think it's the either Joel Robinson or like CRP. Anyways, one of their commissioned artists. That I they don't get. know. I don't remember. I bet well, it's CRP. The thing I like about no, this movie is as much as 28 Days Later kind of was, in, in my opinion, kind of helped set the groundwork for The Walking Dead, modern day zombies. It was in that, that wave of right. like Resident Evil, but, 28 Days Later, yeah. Shaun of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Land of the Dead. Like, But I feel Dawn of the Dead Harkening back more to the 1950s and the 
Well, it's B a remake movies. of Romero's you know 78 I mean? Dawn of the Dead. You know what I mean? So it definitely yeah. has like that classic yeah. feel. Um, and here's the thing, too, is that it's one of, I think, a couple of, or at least two films we're talking about tonight that are remakes, right? And normally I'm not a fan of remakes of classic movies that I love. Most half of the time, time they, they don't fucking get it right. ruin it. Exactly. So this would actually like be the third. Alone. It, you know, remake. There was the TV miniseries. Right. Got, uh, Dawn of the, or, yeah, Dawn of the Dead. And then we'll, we'll talk about the next one here soon. I'm but, being real original is what Joe's saying. No, no. What I'm saying <laughs> is, is that you chose... Like, I think I chose a great I, I still kind of stick with the classics through this whole thing. But I think this and is a good remake. And all my picks. It's I actually a good remake. It's so it is. I, I enjoyed this remake. And it's very. It, it really is Dawn of the Dead in name only. And it, yeah, there's a mall in it, but it's that's not true. really the same it's story not the same other than story. zombies. And that's what I like about it, is I feel like, yeah, it's got the Dawn of the Dead title, but it's its own zombie movie. And uh, I think it's one of the better zombie movies. During that first wave, oh, yeah. there were good zombie movies coming out. And then suddenly it just kind of became this thing. And TV shows like the Frozen Z Snow Nation Zombies and, or know. whatever, uh, Nazi Snow Zombies. Oh, what the yeah, fuck yeah, was that? Dude, I like that. That's funny. I never saw it. But I, don't I mean, know. I was thinking Nazis, garbage, like, fair enough. An no. onslaught of zombie movies. <laughs> and, and in there, there's still good ones like that. Trained to, oh, trained to boost gun or yeah, I forget that. Yeah, but you no, know, that's a good one. But they're few and far between now. Two thousand two to like two thousand five, two thousand six was like there was an onslaught of new zombie movies that were good. I mean, Death Proof. Well, that was two thousand seven. I Not think Death Proof of Planet Terror. This Terror, this yeah. cut of, of Dawn of the Dead helped influence the Dead Rising video games. Oh, definitely, a hundred percent for sure. Especially the first one and playing that was that totally made me want to watch this. Movie. Right. And well, just listening to that clip makes me want to so, watch it. So maybe I'll have to break out my fancy Scream Factory edition Blu-ray. Don't forget the Halloween double feature, Halloween Night, Blue yeah. Moon. Yeah. Well, thanks to the frozen temperatures and snow, I'll, we'll have Bonnie. There'll be a fire. It'll be. Well, that'll be nice. Traditional yeah, it's, Halloween. It's definitely one of the few Zack Snyder movies I enjoyed. I so, actually like. Zack Snyder's shit. I think it kind of well, goes I, downhill no, in the DCU. Watchmen's good. 300's good. Watchmen, I think, is Watchmen's phenomenal. Watchmen's great. I love Even Watchmen. though he changed the ending, I understand Man why. of Steel I have right? issues with. I think it's... I like that no one the produced damn it. camera. I mean, like, hold still for a minute. Right. Show us how beautiful Krypton looks. Show us how cool the Fortress of Solitude is. And, and oh, you have to. Why the Fortress Superman, of Solitude? But Man of Steel is ours, huh? Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> totally ours. Because Henry Cowell is a bearded, melancholy, sad sack Superman. We're going to... Anytime anybody dies in that thing, he gets a flip. Chris is saying we're coming way off the track. Yeah, we're going way off the track. <laughs> hey, 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 you started. You well, derailed. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, guys. They're releasing the Snyder Cut. I'll tell you what Take would make that, me really. fanboys and haters. i tell you what would make me kind of make me excited him again. It. Do Let's another say. horror movie. Do another horror movie. But don't do an original movie because he's only good at, at remakes because yeah. I'm telling you. Or adaptations because his once original film, Sucker Punch, was a hot mess. Oh, that was just a hot mess. <laughs> it wasn't a hot mess. It was terrible. It's just a mess. I yeah. don't like it at all. But yeah, it was convoluted, nonsensical. Convoluted. All right, all right. Fantasy. But we are calm, sidetracked. Calm down sorry, but sorry. But yeah, Zack no. Snyder's Down of the Dead interests. It's a good choice, LJ. <laughs> good choice. Good choice. Good choice. Good I thought it was a good follow-up. No, it's no, and just where she tunes no, into still, the radio, and that's what's telling you what's going on. We're Otherwise, still in the first you're just decade. chaos. We're still in the first decade of the, the millennium, so we're gonna move on. To the next one, right? We are. Okay. 
Is this one of mine? Well, let's find out. So, I'm the expert for your vampire thing, huh? They're all the rage, eh? Oh, leather, it doesn't breathe, you know? Fucking rashes are fucking killing me. Shoot. Right. Well, uh... Okay, uh, look, I, I know your show. Uh, I know your show's an illusion. Meaning bullshit? Yeah, fair enough. But say I, say I wanted to kill a vampire. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, go on. How would, I, how would I go about doing that? You want to know how to kill a vampire? Seriously? Yeah, kill a vampire. Well, let's think. Um, well, you got fire, beheading. Um, you can make him a big garlicky omelet. <laughs> all go traditional. Stake through the heart. Bam! Cool. So, so that stuff really works. Well, maybe not the omelet. How the fuck should I know? Are, are, I don't know. I mean, you're uh, you have all this stuff. And you are Peter Vincent, vampire. I don't know. I'm not sure. I read books, man. What, you, you think I'm hanging out with Dracula and the Easter Bunny? Fuck off. Okay, so going back to the remakes, I chose a remake of one of my favorite 80s horror movies, which was Fright Night. This is the 2011 adaptation of that Tom Holland movie. This one's directed by uh, Greg Gillespie. Um, I, I'm not really familiar with... Uh, most did, of his films. Something the like, and the Real Girl. You're the Real Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Ryan Gosling. But that this actually is a pretty funny movie. But anyway, dude, no, this. If I you're haven't gonna, seen that or this. You need to see this. I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna let you and Chris talk about dude, it. If if this is like a really if fun vampire quiet. movie, it takes the comedy and the horror elements of the original and just amps it up. And I get the biggest kick out of. I just found out today because I rewatched it today that so it's from DreamWorks, right? Um, Steven Spielberg, the company he's a part of. Apparently, he did like some <laughs> Sir Steven Spielberg. Boom. So he, apparently, Ooh. he did uh, storyboards for sequences in this movie, even though he's not a producer. Spielberg? Did? Yeah, he really? did a storyboard for the scene in the I car where Jerry's chasing. So if you haven't seen this movie, that's cool. Anton, the late Anton Yelchin, you got Tony Collette, Imogene Poots, um, uh, Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell, Christopher Mintz plots, like, right. and my man, David Tennant, yeah. Tenth Doctor, Dude, Scrooge. David Duck. David Tennant fucking killed this. <laughs> yes. Role, dude. He was so. <laughs> I was not sold on a remake of Fright Night until I found out David Tennant was playing Peter Vincent. And yeah. he wasn't going to do Roddy McDowell, which I didn't really know until today when I was piecing this podcast together. And I'm like, holy shit, that's the doctor. <laughs> and Kilgrave from. Uh, Purple Man from uh, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. He's in Broad right. Church. He's the new voice Great of Scrooge McDuck. I love that. And man. Scrooge McDuck. I am such a fan of David Tennant. Uh, rest in peace, the, the Star Trek guy. Anton Yelchin. Okay, Anton real quick, Le just want to point out a couple of coincidences. There's two character cast members from Star Trek, Simon Pegg, Anton Yelchin from the new movies. Yeah. And that's two doctors we talked about. Chris Eccleston's in 28 Days Later, David Tennant's in this. Yep. You see my theme? 
I'm a Star Trek Doctor Who. I'm Still a no six degrees of the shape. And I'm a not, in this, not in this episode. I don't think in this episode. <laughs> but this movie is all, so maybe. much damn fun. Yes, I, 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 I gotta tell you. I highly enjoyed this movie. I really well, did. I saw it with you in the theater. That's right. And that morning, I had the worst hangover. Like, I had planned this because I used to... <laughs> maybe remember, like tomorrow morning. Dude, I used to rally. Yeah, that could be a possibility if I have a little bit Cheers. more whiskey. But remember, I used to rally us together like on Sundays to see movies. And I, so I, I had everybody committed. I set the time, the theater. I had to be there. But I woke up at like 7 in the morning just puking. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I can go but see this movie at 11. Went back to sleep for a couple of hours. Got my ass out of bed. Got a coffee, went and saw this movie. 20 minutes into it, uh, my hangover was gone. And nice. so as much as I am a fan of the original, this movie has a special bond with me. And this was like a hangover killer. And I love the changes that they've made. Like in this film, Jerry the Vampire does not have a familiar. Um, he None of the vampires can tra transform the wolves. Right. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's nine years I mean, old. Come on. Now. Yeah. <laughs> but like the changes you even that have were to good. say spoiler alert? Not, not, not for a Halloween special? No, no God, no. What is, what is this world Maybe you do. To? Maybe we could get sued for that. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. Well, alert. and real quick, why Joe sipping his whiskey? Not like it's a fucking new movie. Yeah, exactly. Sakes, I mean, you, you've all had time to tune in. <laughs> Plus a cameo by Chris Sarandon. Yeah, so yeah. That's right. We, we always say it anyways, but spoilers for everything we're talking about. Yeah, you can pretty much just expect spoilers on all these because yeah. we expect you to have seen these movies, and if not, well, now here's some suggestions. Not apologies. If yeah, not, I'm not apologizing. Nope. It's not my it. problem, guys. Sorry. Get on it. No, Friday Night's a damn fun. Like, if you like Lost Boys, you'll like Friday Night. If you like the original Friday Night, Eh, if you're a purist, you'll hate this one. If you're not, you'll have fun. If you're open, you'll, it's fun, you'll be dude. okay with it. It is. It's a I good movie. really enjoyed it. Nice. Good performances, good cinematography, uh, good set pieces, just all around good movie. Good, just David Tennant. David That's all I'm going to say is David fucking Tennant. Actually, Colin Farrell is really good in this, too. Like, I yeah. like his, like, animalistic portrayal of a vampire. He's, all, he's, he's less seductive and more creepy and animal-like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Sniffing around and everything. Oh, it's fantastic, man. Look, you got to see it. Look, he's yeah. I got to watch this okay. one. Tom Holland, I don't think, has a beef with this. The Tom Holland, Spider-Man? No, not no, Tom. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, is Tom Holland still gets his story credit for the script in the credits, you know, and then the screenplays by whoever readapted it, the two writers, but right. he's still, so, so he still got Tom one. Tom Holland so. was the original writer for the 80s, Bright Night. Yeah, the writer-director. Which I Not to which be confused I love. with Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Uh, shout out to my cousin, Matt, who I'm Matt. I, I watched this I think the first time at a okay. sleepover at my cousin's house HBO or video baby cousin the 1985 might have yes. been HBO no it might have been beta oh would have been beta back then I think it would have been could have been but anyways fucking terrified me and just like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 that I saw at a young age the original Friday Night mm -hmm. was phenomenal I've been sleeping on this, and it sounds like I need to wake up. Yeah, do it, Jay. Do yourself a favor. I'm gonna slap you right now, dude. On that note, I got, I gotta take a break, man. I got, I gotta step outside. Exactly. Why? Take it like a man. Alex. All right. Bears. We're doing our intermission. We're taking a smoke break. Let's do it.
It's time. It's time. Time for the big giveaway. Halloween has come. All you lucky kids with silver shamrock masks, gather round your TV set. Put on your masks and watch. All witches, all skeletons, all jack-o'-lanterns, gather round and watch. Watch the magic pumpkin. Watch. for everybody for sticking around Sponsor. through the intermission yep we're still here freddy versus jason 2003 Wait, we're still here i hope they are what movie was that again 2003's freddy versus jason freddy. ronnie you yeah ronnie you ronnie brad chucky dude ronnie you <laughs> same director <laughs> yes, brad chucky <laughs> what was the one after brad chucky with paul rubin as their son uh seat of chucky, seat of chucky. And then there's Curse Honorable mention. Method Man in that one. That's right. <laughs> M-E-T-H-O-D. Anyway. I'll, I'll spare everybody. <laughs> so, yeah. Did Robert England. Robert England is is Freddy Krueger. Just like oh, Gunnar yeah. Hansen is the one and only Leatherface. Robert England is the only, we talked about only this Freddy Krueger. In our first episode, we did. Uh, I met I met Robert England, a really yep. cool guy. And I got to tell you, if, this is, if you're going to have a clash between two iconic 
modern horror monsters. This is the way you do it. Not aliens versus predator. Yeah, exactly. And you have to remember as kids, we never, I mean, I guess there was murmurs of aliens versus predator, but the urban legend, the myth of Freddy versus Jason coming out for what, what, almost two decades over two fucking decades. And then they deliver it. And they kill it. It pays homage to both franchises perfectly. Yeah. And it also kind of makes fun Just of like with Pennywise, I'm trying to maybe note too much on still the classic era, the no, nostalgia. I just, I just watched this the other night, in fact. It's, yeah. It's Shout, a great movie. Yeah, because Shout Factory just released the whole, the whole collection. collection of Friday the 13th. Yeah. So, yeah Chris, nice. Chris and I both have that. He's got the one with the, the he pre-ordered from... Uh, Shout Factory so we got the poster I just did the Amazon deal of the day but um, I like the humor in that movie and yeah there was already a team up between Freddy and Jason in the comic books like not a team yeah, up but, but versus not a cinematic team up right exactly which but, was a rumor for years well, here's the thing oh yeah no I mean yeah. the, the end of Fre- uh, Jason Goes to Hell you see Freddy's hand come up and the glove Jason's pops out of the dirt because that's down. when New Line had um, back in one. one New Line got rid of what was a big moneymaker for Paramount, but what was sort of a black stain on their resume were the Friday the 13th movies. They kept trying to end them. They were so popular, but New Line stepped in and took over. Um, and all the way up until the, the remake, the 2010 remake of Friday the 13th uh, reboot, that's when it was Paramount and New Line. Apparently there's a lawsuit over control of the yeah, I don't franchise know. Now. Bad juju between the two studios, but which is whatever. stupid. But yeah, no, that's dude. That is so. That's probably the best Freddy and Jason movie of the last twenty years, right? Not not the. I would give it the number one spot. Sure, there's twos and threes, right? Top fours. We talked about this earlier. <laughs> well, I mean, for me, don't you know, worry about it, bro. You're in the top Elm four. Street films peak. I'm glad to be in the top four, LJ. <laughs> <laughs> We're number one. We're number That's one. what I said right after. We just one. came full circle. It's perfect. But no, and I got to pay homage, man, and this yeah. was this was kind of a cheat for me because I got Freddie and Jason in there. No, that's Freddy. great though. It's fantastic. Below the hard deck, my ass. We're number one. But... <laughs> <laughs> should we, we get should we get to your next clip? Oh yeah, why don't we do that right now? Solving the following riddle will reveal the awful secret behind the universe. Assuming you do not go utterly mad in the attempt, say you have an axe, just a cheap one from Home Depot. On one bitter winter day, you use said axe to behead a man. Don't worry, the man's already dead. Maybe you should worry, because you're the one who shot him. He'd been a big, twitchy guy with veiny skin stretched over swollen biceps, tattoo of a swastika on his tongue. And you're chopping off his head because even with eight bullet holes in him, you're pretty sure he's about to spring back to his feet eat the look of terror right off your face. You now have a broken axe. So, you go to the hardware store. Explaining away the dark reddish stains on the handle is barbecue sauce. The repaired axe sits undisturbed in your house until the next spring when one rainy morning. So you grab your trusty axe and chop the thing into several pieces. On the last blow, however, of course a chipped head means yet another trip to the hardware store. As soon as you get home with your newly headed axe though, You meet the reanimated body of the guy you beheaded last year. Only he's got a new head, stitched on with what looks like plastic weed trimmer line. 
And where's that unique expression of you're the man who killed me last winter resentment that one so rarely encounters in everyday life? So you brandish your axe. That's the axe that slayed me. Oh man, John dies at the end. That might be giving a little too it much of the movie away, or is it? It's good. Good choice, Joe. Thank you, my friend. I haven't seen this. I'm kind of sitting this one out. I've seen this, LJ. I'm grateful fucking Chris is here to help out. Because there's a couple I haven't seen. You know, you should. You challenged me in more than one way, sir. Challenge, you should accept that. This is one that you. Challenge accepted. This is one that you should get on because. So first of all, it's based on the book. It came out in 2012. It's based on the book by David Wong, who is a character in his own story. And it's um, uh, directed by one of my favorite filmmakers. I know one of yours too, Chris, Mr. Don Coscarelli, the man who gave us the first four Phantasm movies, Beastmaster, Bubba Hotep, Survival Quest. I love this man. We talked about Phantasm two in the first year. We did, and the film school you did at the Tower Theater with live Don Cuss yeah, that's right. Yeah. Joe, LJ wasn't invited. Cool story, bro. You didn't even know what Phantasm was then. Yeah, what a great introduction, wouldn't it? Basically, it actually, it's book. Yeah. It's a book, but yeah. yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Don? Dude, this... <laughs> so you had a little too much up, dog, last night? What's up, dog? Not much, dog. What's up with you? Sorry, bad joke. Anyways, now, what, what we do in the shadows, you gotta watch that series based on the movie. We'll do that another time. But... But this movie right here has the crazy, surreal, bizarro feel of Phantasm, like that originality that like you've never seen anything like this, but it has a lot of humor in it, and it takes a lot of twists and turns. It's supernatural horror, it's science fiction, it's got a little bit of everything, man. And the two leads in this movie, who I was never familiar, I haven't seen them in anything before or since, um, Chase Williamson and Rob Mays, those guys are amazing in this film, but I swear to God, I am still pissed off at the Oscars for not nominating Paul Giamatti for his performance in this. Nobody does a freak out like Paul Giamatti does right. in this movie. <laughs> it's so good. I was so surprised that he was in a Don Coscarelli movie that it just made God, me love them both. They haven't put a horror movie in the Oscars since The Exorcist, right? Or Silence of the Lambs. Well, Silence but is it a thriller or a horror movie? I think it's a horror movie. <laughs> But it's the Buffalo last Bill, film. Like a spinoff Buffalo Bill could be a horror movie. It's the last film of that type could of genre. Could be some of old buddies from high school. Too. Well, no. Us was, or not Us, but Get Out was nominated. But yeah, it didn't win. True. But yeah, they typically do not give big awards to these type of movies, which is a shame because Paul Giamatti's performance in this. Clancy Brown, dude. Clancy Doug Brown. Jones. Right. Um, um, What's his name? Uh, Daniel Roebuck, who was also in Bubba Hotep, but he's in movies like Dudes and River's Edge. And then he was on Matlock for a while. Oh, okay. Dude, yeah. River's yeah. Edge? Are you kidding me? River's Edge. Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves, Kristen Glover, Dennis Ione Hopper. Sky, Dennis Hopper. Good movie, man. Why'd Good you movie. kill her? That needs to be she a shout She's talking tonight. shit. If anybody is listening to this that works for Shout Factory, make that a shout okay. select. <laughs> it's actually a KL studio. Oh, never I mind. Because I have a bottle. Do you? Yeah. When did that come out? Okay, anyways. Hey, real quick me. shout out to my boy, Brian Osoro. Motherfucker, up, food Brian? eater. Why should you care? You just sit around here to fuck my mother and eat her soon. <laughs> so, so good. It's, but you, I swear to God, you will, you will love John Dyson. Well, fuck Joe, me and you went on Sundance. Yep. So, yeah. That was a lot of fun, man. That was quite the adventure to get there, but we're not going to go into that right now. 
this movie is just it's a modern classic you I get something new out of it every time I watch it I highly recommend John Dies at the End yes nice. I would too Very maybe we ought to do an episode of the film school just talking about that one yeah. you can find the film school on YouTube actually and on Instagram at what is it Joe at at the underscore film underscore school that's follow a lot us. of underscores, yes, but it's worth like the score. We're like at 190 subscribers right now. Subscribers. Sorry, that's turning 190 subscribers right now. So, uh, 190 subscribers, 200 subscriber giveaway. Moving into the next clip. Right. By the way, Halloween. just so that people have an understanding, John Dies at the End, does, it, it, it has monsters and supernatural stuff and gore. It's hard to explain what that movie is really without giving too much away. It's not what you think, but it is awesome. Check out the trailer, find it on your YouTubes or whatever you do, and uh, and you'll enjoy it. And, and yes, take it away. This was your brand, Jack Daniels. I used to see the bottles in our home, our real home before all this. I smelled one once. It smelled like something on fire, which I suppose it was. I'm afraid you've confused me with someone else. It's Lloyd. Lloyd. I apologize, Mr. Torrance. I don't know where everyone is, but it'll pick up. Oh, I know where they are. And you're right. It'll pick up. If you don't mind my saying, Mr. Torrance, you seem put upon. Put upon? Ain't that the way? Man just living his life, trying to do his work. He gets put upon, pulled into other people's problems. I see it all the time, if you don't mind my saying. So we lived in Florida. I'm sorry? Mom and I. I'm afraid I don't know who you mean. We never wanted to see snow again. So we lived in Florida, tiny place, but it was comfortable and we were happy. I mean, we were grieving. We were traumatized, but there was happiness too. But she, she would look away. She'd look at me, but she'd always look away after a second or two. It took me a while to notice it, but after the overlook, she wouldn't look me in the eyes, not for long. Couldn't figure it out. But it was you. She saw your eyes in me, and she'd have to look away. It tortured her to have to do that, so I fixed it. I fixed it for her, and it was the last time I ever used it so that she wouldn't see you anymore when she looked at me. I was 20 when she died. And back then, I saw, when someone was gonna die, I saw flies, black flies, death flies, I called them, circling people's faces. And in those last weeks, she was covered, her whole face. I could barely see her eyes. And I, tr I tried to comfort her, but I could hardly look at her, and she saw that. She just lay there dying with her son who couldn't look at her. 
Maybe something warm to push away such unpleasantries. Don't you want to hear about it? She was your wife. I think you've mistaken me for someone else. I'm just a bartender. Oh, yeah. Just Lloyd the bartender, pouring joy at the Overlook Hotel. I'll pour whatever you like, Mr. Torrance. Oh, Dad. This trip will cost an awful lot. Your money's no good here. Orders from the house. It'll cost more than money. It'll cost me eight years. Eight behind me and who knows how many in front of me. Your credit is fine, Mr. Torrance. Mike Flanagan's 2019 Doctor Sleep. Most excellent. This movie is amazing. It is. And you guys on the film school did a a great review for that. Make sure you guys check that out. Like and subscribe. But uh, Ewan McGregor, huge fan. Dude, yeah. Fellow Scott, right? I got to support him. So good. But as Dan Torrance, as an adult and a recovering alcoholic. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Rosa Hat, Rebecca three hour, Ferguson. Three hour amazing. cut of this thing is available too. Which I liked. I liked the three hour cut. I, I still haven't watched it. I got that limited edition. You I don't think I've seen right? that. Book. Oh, it's cool. Like it, you know, there's a couple scenes in the red bathroom with, you know, Henry Thomas is Jack. Yeah, it's Jack. Torrance. Jack Torrance. Yeah. What a phenomenal! And it's 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 a great performance. He is that not was such a great surprise. Jack. Yeah, it wasn't an imitation. No, he's not imitating Jack at Wilson. all. He is Jack Torrance. But he great. But he carried or delivered whatever the, the fuck terminology is. Right. right. The essence was there. That yeah. was Jack Torrance. It's 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 his body language, his eye contact, yeah. everything. It was. It brings me back to that scene from The Shining where, give me the bat. I'm not going to hurt you. Right, You're yeah, going to let me finish. First episode, yeah. yeah. No, it's just going to bash your brains in. bash your fucking brains in. He's going to bash him the fuck in. <laughs> Sorry, so, like, Jeff. He's, uh, ahead, so. he's, oh, no worries, man. He's uh, uh, just, it, I don't know. It felt like this as a sequel to The Shining was right on par with like Blade Runner 2049 as a sequel to Blade Runner. It's one of those few sequels or aliens when there were only the two movies or Empire. It's one of those rare... The 2018 sequel to the 1978 John Carpenter and Deborah Hill's Halloween. Well, it's it's too bad because this movie, like, it fell. No, I go there. It fell in the box (laughs) office. Like, it it bombed. And it's really too bad because this movie is... It's It's a great movie. really good movie. It is. It's really good. And there are Kubrickian, whatever, moments that echo the It pays homage to the motion pictures. It's... But it does a great job because it pays homage to the novelization as well as the Kubrick yeah. cut, the film, and right? You, you got to give it to, to Henry Thomas from E.T. there doing the, the Jack Torrance role because... He's phenomenal. Again, he's not it's imitating Jack Nelson, but it feels like you're watching the same character. Yes, exactly. But I felt like him, all, all the recut scenes uh-huh. from Kubrick's... With right. the new actors were great. Uh, well, I think the only great. I think the only scene from the original movie that they used in that was the uh, the blood right. in the hotel or well, the elevator. And the rest well, was, dude. I really enjoyed Rose the Hat played by Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, like, she was amazing. Yeah, she, I thought it was great, dude. She was awesome. Like, in, you know, she was in the Mission Impossible. Uh, franchise. Yeah, yeah, so. she is. I did just a really enjoyable sequel. And what I've what I've heard because I haven't read the book, 
is that Mike Flanagan kind of accomplished something kind of interesting because he not only managed to make like a sequel to the Kubrick movie, which is exactly. we talked about. That, that's that's what I was trying very to say. different yeah. than the book. Very streamlined, but uh, also well, that alludes and, to the faking of the moon landing. Well, but I'm just saying, like, he managed to do something that kind of is new, I think, to be able to do a film that stands up as a sequel to a film based on a book by the same author that's not really that faithful of an adaptation of the book and still make the sequel a faithful adaptation of the book. I mean, have you, either one of you read the book? But no, but I Keith, personally, Keith had, personally. and he told me that it was a fairly good, ad, like, it was a good adaptation. Okay. Better an adaptation than Kubrick's Shining, but... You know, on par with The Shining as far as being a worthy successor, you know. And just going back to The Overlook. I mean, that was really cool on Ready Player One when they went back to The Overlook. And Spielberg did an amazing job. That was red. But this going back just felt like, wow. Like, I never in my life thought that I would ever see a sequel. One Abra Stone, the actress, uh, Kylie Curran. Curran? Is that how you say it? She was phenomenal. Obviously, so, Rebecca yeah. Ferguson was phenomenal. Right. Super biased on Ewan McGregor, Obi Wan Kenobi. Well, what about Dude, whatever? Where's he's, our Disney? He's Red Boy series? from Danny Boyle's Train Spot. Okay, well, take me back right, to Train right, Spot. Right. Who's go. the guy that, that plays like TT? It. it looks exactly like Scatman Crothers. Who's the, who's that? Actor? Carl Lumley. Oh, that's yeah. right, Carl Lumley. I gotta tell like, you, I'm was, a fan of Carl Lumley. Awesome. I watched Mantis for God's sakes. You guys don't even know what that is. It was a show on Fox in the mid '90s that Sam Raimi and uh, Sam Hamm, the screenwriter of Batman, created together, and it was a superhero show, and Carl Lumley was the star, and then he went on to play John Jones in the Justice League, and Justice League Unlimited animated series, and I know that's not horror, I don't care, I love Carl Lumley, and I'm so happy he did Scatman Carruthers, and you're right, it wasn't an imitation, like it was like his version, but it felt like the same character, right? Yeah, yeah, I thought he did great. For sure. Now I gotta watch. Damn it! Now I gotta right. watch this. We're coming in on the home stretch. Oh the shit! The third Halloween special. Mm-hmm. 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 I've had my scotch, gentlemen. I've had your Jack Daniels. Oh, oh shit! Some pub beer. Pub beer. And uh, I think we we keep moving on. Let's do it. Let's do it. Joe, Thanks for listening. By the way, one for you. Just happy Halloween. Have a safe Halloween weekend. Yes, please do. And if you're if you're driving, don't drink. And if you're drinking, don't drive. Just throwing that out there. And if you're flying, fucking drink. But if you're a Beastie Boys fan, you know what I'm talking about. So (laughs) let's, uh, let's rock on the next clip here. thee to speak to me. Speak as thou to speak to Jonas and Mercy. Dost thou understand my English tongue? Answer me.
canst thou give? Wouldst thou like the taste of butter? A pretty dress? Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Yes. Wouldst thou like to see the world? What will you from me? I cannot write my name. I will guide thy hand. Okay, and if you haven't seen that one, that's uh, The Witch, spelled with two Vs. Uh, Vitch. The Vitch, directed by, um, written and directed by Robert Eggers, who also did The Lighthouse. And that is a really good, uh, traditionally gothic scary film that just honest to god it just puts you into the world the day-to-day life of people and lives of people of what and they're in the 17th century right yeah and I, the thing i like about Rod, robert eggers is the the dialogue like the dialect yes like he, like he gets it like right like, like in the witch it's you know it's the way the coen brothers get it when they do films like true grid right al caesar where they just have the lingo of the era right and it's so compelling because it's not a film of sparse dialogue that clip was a little sparse but the film itself does have plenty of dialogue uh and it's just really compelling it's got a good cast you got uh anya taylor joy from uh split and unbreakable and new mutants you've got yeah, unbreakable uh, no she wasn't oh, that's right and split glass. and glass, split and glass. Yeah, yeah. my bad i'm a dummy um, <laughs> Ralph Innocent. So Ralph Innocent, I like. Tom Wayne, of course. We, are you kidding me? Oh, fuck yeah. Of course uh, I've been drinking. This guy, Ralph Innocent, he's been in some, the new Star Wars movies. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Um, mm. To name, I mean, he was on the, the UK Office series. Like, he's done a lot of shit and a lot of comedy. And, and he's really good in this role. Like, the whole cast is phenomenal. The use of natural do, lights. It's, the, no, it's yeah. brilliant. I've and they're only, speaking 16th century English. Right. Sorry, Chris. Sorry, but it's like the puritanical colonial, yeah. pre-colonial era. The dialect, it's just, dialect, era. Yeah, the dialect is phenomenal. Right. Yeah. It, word's I, I don't see how it would be a turnoff I've got to, read, to watch it because it just changes film, the game, right? To be honest mm-hmm. with you guys, I've only watched this once and I need to watch it again. Do so. you do? That's right. There's been two movies tonight I haven't even seen. Let alone once. <laughs> so I think you're off the hook. I haven't watched that <laughs> no, this, this season. This is a great movie. I've seen yeah, it Period piece. Yeah. A Halloween movie. Oh, definitely. An indie film, whatever you want to call it. But it's of the traditional... Good pick, Joe. It's of the traditional gothic style. It has a lot more in common with the universal horror movies, the universal monster movies, gothic tradition, than it does with modern horror. You know? I made sure I knocked out a lot of And the ending just, here. you know, just... Yeah. Just has a really cool ending to it. His films have a nice psychological and very artistic uh, edge to them. 
and and I really I dig his films. And if you haven't seen The Lighthouse, which came out last year, two thousand nineteen, I haven't seen it yet. Willem Dafoe, Robert, Robert Pattinson, Black and White, the new Batman. four nine ratio, fantastic movie, man. It's yeah, dialogue, cinematography, thing. everything. It's great. But anyway, and it is a horror <laughs> film as well. So there you go, bro. But yeah, no. Uh, so it should so be on the Halloween list. It could be, yeah. or maybe we just been. covered two for one since you got Freddy and Jason. Bam! <laughs> they so, actually appeared in the movie. Together. Oh, fine. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna wax semantics about it, but I guess uh, uh, so. Just go. You should. Now is the season to really watch this movie. But it's it's like Shaun of the Dead. It's a film that I just on its own merits outside of genre. It's just a good film. Check it out. Well, and there's not a bunch of classics in the 2000s, not compared to the... And it's... I won't say the 90s necessarily, but the 80s. Right. Right? It's, it's a slow burn. But the but ones that are oh, good yeah. in the 2000s but are like, phenomenal. You know, They're great. Like, I have to... No, you're right. I'm not, trying slow to, I'm not trying to compare it, but I watched a movie, in fact, last night called I Trap the Devil. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Don't know. Just, it, it was really cool, but it is. It's a slow, slow burner. burner. Nice. But, but you know what? The Shining is a slow burn. Right. Slow burner horror films can be really good. It just requires patience. And if you don't have patience, then if, if you're a TikTok Vines watcher, YouTube can't 15, 20 minutes is my limit. <laughs> Obviously, some of the movies we're talking about tonight, like Dr. Sleep, it's over two hours long. Like, you're not going to dig it. But you should. But you should. Obviously, you have a longer attention span because you're still listening to us. what we're talking about. This new generation have got to get into these movies. Come on, guys. This actually harkens back to when I had the film school, (laughs) both you gentlemen, on the podcast. Hmm. And you just reiterated your, Uh you echoed your message in that episode, Chris, where you're like, if you young kids aren't watching this shit, you should be. You really should be. Yes. And it, yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on to the next clip. Moving on to the next clip. This yes. one's yours. So Wind it down. It chapter two, Andy Muschietti once again. Bill Skarsgård is is Pennywise to what? Awesome performance. That guy gave it everything. It's phenomenal. Uh, Was he even nominated for an Oscar for that? No. 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 Not at all. Well, you know, Bill Hader was really good in this one. Oh, yeah. That interpretation as Pennywise taking over. What was it, Bob Gray's? The character, the clown that right, he actually right. yeah, yeah. takes over, takes a persona of, and he's getting Beverly scared again. It, and it was nice picking this because just like in the Freddy versus Jason clip, mm-hmm. where he's like, 
the kids forgot they weren't scared. Freddy Krueger can't live without that fear. Right. Pennywise, Pennywise can't, can't live without that fear. Exactly. Did Wes Craven rip off Stephen King or did Stephen King rip off Wes? What happened? <laughs> well, I mean, I think it came out in 85, uh, which means Stephen King was writing in 84 and Elm Street came was probably written and produced in 84. So it was 84. Yeah. But here's Is this the thing. Is a coincidence? Probably. I mean, it is kind of a Cthulhu-like, because they're, I mean, it's extraterrestrial, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. it's, it's that kind of uh, I don't think a lot of people pick up on that. Or horror. Okay, well, I enjoyed Chapter 2, but it was kind of weak, like, the TV, like the TV miniseries. One. Following in the compared footsteps of the chapter. TV miniseries, yes. it, Chapter 2 was just as weak right. compared well, to the first. And I mentioned this to both of you earlier. I would absolutely love for a super cut of It Chapter 1 and 2 to just be like It, the ultimate cut. about just cut. It, the whole bloody affair? And, <laughs> right? and, and that works great, too. Perfect yes. title. But I would love to see Andy Muschietti do that and take both yeah. these movies yeah. and make like a four-part series. Yeah. Two, Again, hearkening to Quentin Tarantino and The Hateful Eight yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. That's the best cut of that movie to watch, in my opinion. And I I totally, I apologize. I totally went into like baseball announcer mode right there when I was like, but you know, sometimes that's cooking with gas. Now you're on the trolley. I'm going to start talking in old time radio voice. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm sorry. You can cut that out. No, you already did. (laughs) Perfect. No, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this movie, but yeah, it's definitely the weak one out of the. So the performances were really good, especially the uh, way they matched the actors. That sorry, the adult actors compared to the child actors was amazing. Right, really good casting. It was amazing. It's just um, it relied a lot more on the sort of predictable jump scare than the first film did, which it had its share of that. But it really had a creepy. I don't know. Maybe it's because they were. Preteens, and you remember what it's like being a preteen, like or early teenager, like going on adventures and shit. Like you get scared, like it's cool, like you can relate. I don't know, adults what? are a little bit no. more jaded, maybe. What, Joe, the hormones are raging, or what? Yeah, hey, because they sort of sound you know what? late to me. They cut out the scene. Late into they did. The they didn't ever film film the films of the scene in the tunnel. The sex scene thing with it, because that would just be a little weird. Spoiler alert: If you haven't read the novel, yeah. I was telling you that earlier, Chris. That the novel, there's really some deep shit that he's talking about in your adolescence and mm-hmm. coming to age, and right. yeah. it's kind of its own fucked up really extraterrestrial and and hero's in journey general. story. Yeah, well, I always thought it was. I mean, weird reading the book, but nonetheless, like. Again, it's it even doesn't stand up to the first, but it's still an enjoyable horror film. Right? Right. Yes. No, I love what they did with it. Every, everything's phenomenal. I don't, I don't know really what else to say. So you liked it, you liked it a little bit uh, better than Chris and I? Is that what you're saying? I think so. Uh, but I understand cool. what we're saying. I just cool. want the ultimate cut. Right. Give us the Zack Snyder cut. The Zack Snyder cut. Give us the Bushiati cut. The Bushiati cut. Release the Snyder it cut. Yes. Hashtag. Please. That would be nice. This I has would. to go viral. Forget I'm, about I'm it. Smell what you're stepping in, LJ. I just hired Joss Whedon to film the additional scenes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're just if we're gonna go that route. We're well, just that, throwing it all in. Well, there. then it would have been a toxic set. 
No, because yeah, it's what happened with Justice League. Uh-oh. And that's why we're getting a Snyder cut, because... All right, we'll talk about that in November. Yeah, on sorry. Film School on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Oh, dude. All these, nobody's going to subscribe. All the people listening hate off. us now. We're so... Such assholes. Yeah, such Cancel assholes. culture. Everything. God damn but it, no. Joe. I think we did it. We Ten did movie it. clips. Congratulations. Happy Halloween. Happy, Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Joe, yes. thank you again for being co-host. Chris, surprise guest. Of course. Thank you for being here. I'm happy to LJ, be here. LJ, thank gentlemen. you for doing this with me again. This is always a lot of fun. I look forward to hopefully next year and many years to come doing this. Matt, here we are. Let's keep moving. All right. The trilogy is complete. The trilogy. <laughs> happy oh, Halloween. So happy Halloween. Happy Enjoy Halloween. the full moon, blue moon, right? Yep. Look out for those werewolves. <laughs> Don't, hey, 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 you know what? Everybody who's listening should remember to stay off the moors. That's another Halloween special in the books. Really want to thank Joe and Chris for jumping in on this with me, helping me knock it out. Uh, Obviously, by the end of the episode, yours truly had a few beers and was enjoying his scotch. Uh, I hope that was entertaining enough for you all. Remember, look after one another. Do no harm. Take no shit. Have a happy Halloween, and we'll see you next time.